gentlemen, and welcome into a new edition of Batter Up, part of the Sports Insanity Podcast, part of the Sports Insanity Network. I am Mike Griffin, joined tonight by Lawrence Patchman Lang. Patchy, how's it going, man? You know, it's interesting tonight because, you know, we're missing a few friends with us tonight, so it's you and me for the first time. So. It's you and me. And all of the people with nothing to lose, just like life has said. Yes. Danny Boy and Old Apps Guy are off for the night. Danny Boy is enjoying a little vacay. And Mark is spending time with the family tonight. So we decided, instead of postponing this, why not try me and Rifkin tonight? So it's me and the pun master tonight. It's going to be a great time. We're going to roll with it. And... In honor of the old ops guy, we're going to start with a back issue. Oh, that's too soon, my friend. He, he, carries, an, he carries us enough here, so his back oh, he deserves does. a little bit. But he does his have back a bad back. His back deserves some rest. He does so, have a bad back, does he not? He does, he does have a semi-bad back, yeah. so, you know, we're going to start, like you said, with little back issues with Mike Trout. Yeah, we're going to talk Mike Trout, who has been diagnosed with something known as costovertible dysfunction at T5. Uh, Here's the definition from physiopedia.com. Costotransverse disorders are disorders affecting or involving the costotransverse and costovertebral joints and ligaments, which are often overlooked during examination for pain source localization in this area due to possible visceral pain referral and the complexities of thoracic neutral network. It is suggested that dysfunctions of these joints could account for pain in the thorax or functional impairments. Now, I do want to say Trout says it's something he's been dealing with. And he thinks he can play again this year. Here's the problem with, with, with all of that. If you're the Angels, you're not going anywhere this year. So just shut him down. If he needs surgery, he needs the surgery. But shut him down for the year. You're not going anywhere. And have Mike Trout ready for the 2023 Major League Baseball season. Because that is what the fans need fans want i agree you know instead of risking more injury to yourself you know what angels are probably not going to do anything the rest of the season they're they're on that bubble of are we going to be a wild card team are we not going to be a wild card team save your bread and butter for the future you know not playing the second half of the season and if you know the angels make the playoffs and he doesn't play the playoffs that's fine. We'd rather have you 100% instead of, you know, your career is cut short because you decided to not be stupid, but not be... Reckless? Reckless, thank you. Instead of being safe, you're going to be reckless and then risk yourself, further injuring yourself and maybe shortening your career. And when I think of back issues, I think of two careers. Don Mattingly, who had back issues, that hurt him you know that's why he had to retire and and david wright more recently had spinal stenosis and that shortened his career 
And he also got, I, I think it was more of a neck injury, but Prince Fielder too. Prince Fielder too. So as we go along, you know, and this isn't a joke to be funny or anything, but Mike Trout has carried the Angels for so long and so far that, you know what, I know, I know he was hurt for most of last year, banged up again, and, and this is just – it's bad for the – it's awful for the Angels. It's bad for – but it's bad for baseball because Mike Trout – Mike Trout is still the face of baseball for West Coast baseball. At least West if you guys think Aaron Judge is the face for the East Coast, Mike Trout's the face for the West Coast, although Mookie Betts is a very close second. You got to throw Otani well, up there. Right. And listen, who knows how long Otani's going to be there. I've been yelling about the Angels make changes for a long time, but injuries suck to everyone. Injuries do suck because, you know, we, we, you know, we bash certain players that we might not like them or not, but it's, it's like in any, in any sport with any player, you don't wish injury on it and on anybody. Right. You don't wish injury on anybody because, you know, if you're in that situation, how would you feel people were wishing that upon you? Mike Trout says he'll come back this year. If I'm the Angels, I'd be totally cautious and not bring him back this year. But baseball needs Mike Trout, so he just needs to get healthy. I would say if he does come back, just have him as a DH. Have him DH every so often. If you really want him back that way, you know, you don't have him risking himself on the field if he dives for a play or something. You have him swinging a bat. Yes, an injury can occur there too, but your, your safer bet would be to DH him if you want him to come back, if, if he is healthy enough to come back. Right. So we'll wait and see what the Angels decide. I believe it said Trout was scheduled to see a surgeon next week. So we will we will wait and see on what happens with Trout. On to what took place on Sunday, which was the Major League Baseball. I shouldn't say Major League Baseball. Baseball Hall of Fame took induction ceremony took place on Sunday. We covered a lot of that on SIP this week. Um, but one, one thing I do want to talk about is David Ortiz for a second, because we did look it over on SIP, but David Ortiz was the only guy voted in by the baseball writers. Everyone else was voted in by the veterans committees. As you look ahead to next year's first time eligible uh, Hall of Famers, the only name that sticks out and I don't know if he's first ballot, but I think he's a Hall of Famer, is Carlos Beltran. But I'm not sure if he's a first ballot guy, but I think you can make the argument that Carlos Beltran was, was a Hall of Fame player. For looking at Beltran, he batted 279, uh, 2,725 hits, 435 home runs, and just shy of 1,600 um, RBIs. You know, he bounced around the league forever, you know, started with the Royals, then went to Houston, played for your beloved New York Mets, San Fran, St. Louis, the Yankees in 2014 to 2016. He played for the Rangers. He went back to Houston in 2017. Nine-time well, all, nine time All-Star, uh, World Series champion. He was the Rookie of the Year in 99, three gold gloves, two silver sluggers, and the Clemente Award in 2013. And then two silver medals in the World Baseball Classic. I think they're is a strong case for him to make the Hall of Fame. Maybe not first ballot, but he should have a good case to make it. He, he has a case. I just wonder how the 2017 Astro stuff plays into this. 
I wonder if they get the similar treatment, but we'll wait and see. But uh, for, for you to know other names, uh, Matt Kane, who is great for the Giants. Yankee legend Jacoby Ellsbury is on the ballot next year. Andre Ethier is on the ballot next year. John Lackey, Mike Napoli, Johnny Peralta. Francisco Rodriguez, who's an interesting case, but seeing what they've done with closers recently, you can't have him in and not put Billy Wagner in. Houston Street, Jared Weaver, Jason Worth, those are all first-time eligibles for next year. It's, it, I, mean, Wack, I mean, Wacky could have a good case for Hall of Fame. He I mean, pitched long enough. I, I don't know if he – I don't know if he's a Hall I, – I think I do – if we're going to do the debate, I, I think Matt Cain's more of a Hall of Famer. Uh, well, if we, if we look, uh, we'll start with Lackey. Uh, he was 188 and 147 in his pitching career. For, um, ERA just shy of four. Uh, 22, just shy of 2,300 strikeouts. All-star in 07, three-time World Series champion, and an AL ERA leader. Matt Cain? Matt Cain, couple of Worlds uh, – I think he's a member of all three giant World Series teams. Oh. Now, I want to make this preface. I don't think either one's really a Hall of Famer. I think they were both very good pitchers. I mean, if you look at Matt Cain, 104 and 118 throughout his career, 3.68 ERA, uh, just shy of 1,700 strikeouts, uh, three-time All-Star, two-time World Series champion in 2010 and 2012, has a perfect game. From June thirteenth of twenty twelve, and he is in the Giants. Well, you know the Giants Wall of Fame, but I guess he, he might have his own exhibit already in the Hall of Fame for from his perfect game. But you could just put him in on the loan of the perfect game for, you know, there only be in what twenty seven perfect games thrown in all of MLB. There are, and but I, I'll be honest. I don't think him. I don't think Lackey or Kane's a Hall of Fame. I, be honest. They're not. They're very good pitchers, but they're not worthy of the Hall of Fame. There are guys who are still pitching we're going to see go in. Verlander's going to go. Scherzer's going to go. Clayton Kershaw's going to go. You know, so so we have those guys who are still in the game. But I'm very curious to see on young starters now because a lot of guys are not asked to go the innings that some of these other guys went. And we're into that case of the bullpens. And so uh, so we'll, we'll have to wait and see how it goes. But next year, it looks like maybe only Beltran. So some other guys on the ballots currently have really good cases to rise rise up the ballots. I, at, at baseballers, I'm talking to you. Todd Helton. Get me Todd Helton into the Hall of Fame. Get me Scott Rowland into the Hall of Fame. Get me Bill Billy Wagner into the Hall of Fame. Veterans Committee people, if you're listening, get me Keith Hernandez into the Hall of Fame. And not just because he has a glorious mustache and he was on he was great on Seinfeld. The most gold gloves all time at first base. And also it's time to finally let the past go. We need to put Pete Rose in. We had this conversation Monday. We keep going. I'm with you. I'm at the point now where we're we've been so in tune where sp- every commercial for a ball game is related to, to sports gambling. Pete Rose should be in. 
I'll, I'll also be interested to see the rise of what A-Rod's percentage will be. But um, I, I, I said it Monday, I'll keep saying it. He's not a Hall of Famer because he got caught twice, once in a lie. But we'll wait and see on that. We'll wait and see with that. And then, you know, it's going to be, you know, first year eligibility for, you know, in the Veterans Committee for Barry Bonds. And I think Roger someone Clements. Else. And Rod- Roger Clements. I, and I think the Veterans Committee might reassess, you know, Bonds and Clements. I would reassess. I know he, he. you may not like his politics and there's a lot of issues. Kurt Schilling should be in the Hall of Fame. Yes, no doubt. You know, I mean, the bloody sock game, just, you know. How good he was in 01 when the Diamondbacks won won that World Series over the New York Yankees. He, he was such a big-time pitcher, and it's deserved that he gets it. You may not like his politics, but that should not hurt his case for being on the field. And I know there are people be out there who – who will disagree with me, but I've always felt it's for what you're doing on the field, not off the field. Although I, we went through the character clause the other yeah. night, but so, I also a conversation. Yeah. Whole nother conversation. I posted a question on the SIP episode because Spotify, oh, lets you? You, I put a question out that said, do you think the baseball writers should get rid of the character clause? And we'll wait and see if when people respond to that and we'll respond to you when, you decide to answer that to listen to that just go find sports and sandy podcast where we get your podcast from click on game nine top five and that's where you can find the question and listen to our this this past week's episode and you can listen to all other sports insanity network related podcasts as well we're going to jump into some weekend series you know what no you know what no i've earned this moment in time Patches, it's still two to two in the eighth. Two two, bottom of the eighth. Fullback is up. One two count. Pitches outside. Two two. So are there any runners on or no? No runners on. Uh, run. Uh, run. I can't speak right now. One out. One out. Daniel. We're, we're subway series for those who don't know. Mets Yankees second game of a two game set. Which, by the way, I, I I have to get this out. Stop with the stupid two games with these teams. Give me back the weekend three-game series between the Mets I, and the Yankees. I'd rather watch the Subway Series on the weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Not a not a Tuesday, Wednesday. Not a Monday, Tuesday. A Sunday, Monday. Give me a nice three-game series on the weekend because I'll be in front of my TV because it's Mets Yankees. And and the crowds at, at City Field have been really well, been really good. The crowd last night, Tuesday night, was really good. The crowd tonight was rocking for Max Scherzer. It's also tonight. Today is his birthday on July 27th. Happy birthday, Max. You were great. The bullpen had to blow a game, so I apologize for that, but that's something you should have known what's going to happen once you sign with the Max. (laughs) But uh, we'll keep you updated throughout as that game goes along. Other Mets news before we jump into the trade deadline for a minute. Uh, Jacob DeGrom pitched a rehab start today, four innings, four runs, threw around 67 pitches, I believe it was. Uh, Buck Showalter said before tonight's game, if all goes well, meaning if Jacob DeGrom feels good in the next day or so, 
He's next start will be at the big league level for the New York Metropolitans, which will be, it looks like in Washington to play the national. So Jacob deGrom's return looks like it could be on the horizon. So that's a big get for the Mets. Yeah, you know, it, it definitely is. The Mets can get DeGrom back there. That pitching rotation goes right back up there, one of the best in the league. And they've done so well without him. Scherzer's been a stud since he's come back. Uh, Chris, I'm all about that bass, all about that bass, all about that bass hit, no trouble. He's been really good. His last, he was really good against the Padres his last time out. Taiwan Walker. Wasn't great last night, but he found a way to get through six. And he might have been might be the Mets' most consistent pitcher of the year so far. Carrasco has 10 wins. So all of a sudden, things are lining up for the New York Mets, which leads into the trade deadline, which is Tuesday. We will recap it for you next week on Batter Up. Um, some interesting things to watch. Will Juan Soto be traded? I've been wondering this for a while, and I know they can get a ton for him now, and they can get a ton for him in the offseason. I just wonder, do you think about holding him now and then moving him in the offseason when you may be able to get more teams involved here? Uh, It's interesting with Soto because it's it's either going to be a team this before the trade deadline is going to give up prospects and maybe a player off their main roster for Soto. Mm-hmm. Or like you say, it's going to be an offseason move where more teams can get involved. And I, I can even deal with them going to the Yankees. I, I won't care. Just don't let them be a Dodger. For the love of God, don't let them be a Dodger. Well, playing Something the baseball big game. happen? Joukowsky. Travis Jankowski. Yeah, Jankowski. Uh, so, ball was hit uh, Glaber, I think. It was, yeah, it was hit to Glaber. They run for the tag. Uh, Jankowski slid past the tag, so no no tag at second. And then got the runner out first. So, we have a runner at second with two outs? Two outs in the bottom of the eighth. So, so I, my guess would be Jankowski's running for Vogelback. Yes, Vogelback, yes. Look, right, you so. know what? Off topic. Vogelback's walk-up song should be Sexy Back by Justin Timberlake. It has to be that. Or Sexy Boy by HBK. Actually, it's funny. I was watching the game with my – I walked in, my parents had the game on, and my mom – my dad goes, oh, you know who your mom thinks Vogelback reminds her of? I go, no, who? Otis was the reaction. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's funny. So, so I, I, that's already a team full of all-stars. I, I don't want to see a, an all-star team. I don't need that in my but, life. But. Well, it, it's weird because, you know, if, if Magic Johnson has anything to do with it, he'll just say, screw it, and say, let fudge it. We're, we're getting Soto, and we're just going to give up our farm system. We're going to yeah. give up our minor league A team for Juan Soto. The, the team I really would like to see deal for Juan Soto, and I don't say this to be funny or anything at all. I want to see it happen, one, because the team's been so consistent, but two, I don't think anyone would see it coming. I'd love to see the Tampa Bay Rays go get so, Juan Soto. So 
interesting enough, I think it was a few days ago, ESP, I was either listening to ESPN or I was watching MLB Network, hmm. and they talked about how Tampa could pull it off and get Juan Soto. That, that would be the team. That, that's the team. I wouldn't, honestly, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be opposed to that. I would be totally fine with that. You know, if Tampa was a, if Tampa was able to land a big star, that might draw fans into your stadium. Right. And, and somehow they were in on Freddie Freeman till the end. So just imagine Freddie Freeman and Juan Soto on the same team. I don't want to. The Dodgers are already so good. They got Mookie Betts, Bellinger, Trey Turner, who I think is, who may leave after the season. I don't know. He could be a person, you know, Trey Turner, if nothing works out in LA, I could see him coming back to Washington on a deal. If they trade Soto, it's not, are they going to spend that money? You got to, you got to find a way to find your next big star. Yes. But it seems that they're putting trust in Victor Roble still inning over McNeil grounded out to second. Ah, uh, Jeff Top got the big hit last night. Uh, two good game, two really good games in the Subway Series. That's why it needs to be a three-game weekend. Well, the first game was really good the other night. Yeah, it was a great game. That that first inning was wild. Yeah, the the first inning was wild. Judge homers, and then the Mets come back and then just take control from there. Yeah, Judge Rizzo go back to back. Then the Mets respond. Marte homers. Pete Alonso, who is the best baseball player in New York. Doubles to tie the game, then Escobar homers, Walker. I thought there were there were four keys. The first one was uh, Kiner Fluff getting picked off by Walker. Can't happen. Yes. Uh, two Rizzo issues. One, I don't mind he swung three up. I actually don't mind it. But it's the fact that he wound up flying out instead of getting it hit but he came so close to hitting a grand slam then he overslid second base on a double steal which i did not like and the last one and this is where and this is why i say i don't trust the yankees in october because i felt aaron boone should never have pinched at joey gallo you never go joey gallo because joey gallo Joey Gallo couldn't hit water if he fell out of a boat. Buck says, you know what? I'm not going to give Joey Gallo Adam out of, you know, I'm going to get the guy who's been the best reliever in all baseball, Edwin Diaz, and Diaz is going to strike out four and do his thing. But by the way, Diaz, by the way, Diaz best like walkout song. Oh, the trumpets, the trumpets. I, you know, I heard that for the first time last night. You know what? I actually like that. It kind of reminds me a little bit of like a, a jazz college band feel to it. I like it too. To me, they need to, if they're going to have, I love how they do it. They need an actual like live trumpet player playing them out. Man, Steve Cohen, get on it. Steve Cohen, Uncle Stevie, make it happen because that's money right there. We, we, we make the money, Stevie. But we're going to talk some weekend series as Patch is still also in the middle of watching the, the, the I, ninth inning of the Mets game, Mets-Yankees game. Go figure. The non-Met fan is watching the Met game. I don't have a TV in my room. Well, okay. Respe- you know what? Respect. 
so I I usually follow, when we record I usually follow the game cast on my phone, but because I have the rundown in front of me, I can't do that. So okay, well this I is all about that. being professional here. Anyone who's listening to, I'm not that professional. So <laughs> unless you're a un, unless you're someone who might want to hire me, then I'm a total pro. Let's start with uh, American League Wild Card race. You have the Cleveland Guardians. I still hate that name, not as much as the Washington Commanders, uh, but they'll travel to Tampa to play the race. And one thing I'll say about the Guardians, I I think when you look at the Guardians and you look at the Orioles, and they're in it July 27th, and those are words I never thought I'd say. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's weird. You know, both, both of them almost have the same record. I think uh, Baltimore is 49 and 49, and Cleveland's 48 and 47. Yeah, tonight, I don't have the scores in front of me, but at last look, Cleveland was losing to Boston, who all of a sudden they've become a fascinating team towards the deadline, and Tampa Bay was beating Baltimore. It's bottom nine for the Cleveland Red Sox game, and Cleveland's up seven to six. Oh, Cleveland rocks. And bottom nine, Tampa Bay's up four to three against Baltimore. All right. So so those two teams will play each other uh, this weekend in Tampa. I, I mean, if, if the Guardians get in, Terry Francona's got to be the manager of the year. There, well, but, there's other cases for manager of the year. Baltimore. Well, I, I'm saying if Cleveland gets in. Oh, Cleveland, yes, then I agree. And, and I'm assuming if Cleveland gets in, Baltimore's not getting it. Wait and see, but th- those two teams are two of the biggest surprises in, in baseball. And the Rays are just they, – they do this every year. They're very good every year. That's why they need to go get Juan Soto. Or go get a big name out there to help. We then have the Seattle Mariners – who are coming off a sweep of the Texas Rangers. Yes. Traveling to Houston to play the Houston Astros, who just got swept by the Oakland A's of all people. And the problem with that is no one actually witnessed it because there were no fans <laughs> in the at Oakland. See, I, I was about to make that joke. I was about to say, were there any eyewitnesses to this sweep that happened in Oakland? So, And, and the reason why I bring this up is last weekend, off of the all-star break, the Astros went into Safeco Field. I call it Safeco, and it's T-Mobile Park, and this is why I hate corporate stuff. But they went to T-Mobile Park, and they swept the Mariners. You know, yeah, ended the Mariners' streak. 14-game streak. And they said, yeah, you, you, you think you're all that, do you? We're the Houston Astros, and we're still the baddest men on the planet. Unless we play the Oakland A's. See how the Mariners respond to, to uh, going to Houston now after getting swept at home by the Astros. But just that game Saturday, because I actually watched that game on TV, Justin Verlander's been so good this year. And he was dominant against Saturday for the Astros. And, boy, just adding to the – Resume of that Hall of Fame career. All right, going in the bottom of the ninth, uh, still 2-2. Judge grounded out to short. Uh, you know what? So so I put this out on Twitter. You can follow me at Pun Master Rifkin. Um, 
I put this on Twitter after Scherzer had struck out Judge for the third time tonight. And I wrote Scherzer to Judge. And I put the gift from Key and Peel. You done messed up, A.A. Ron. <laughs> so I was really waiting for that to come back and bite me on the butt. It did not. I, you should. Did you at least at the Mets? So they can I did not at the Mets. You, you should have at the Mets so the Mets could have liked your tweet. Yeah, because, you know, I, I, I try not to at the Mets because I, I, I will say some things at the Mets at times that I, I don't want them to know that I say. You're airing your grievances towards the Mets and how they should I, perform. I, you know, speaking of airing grievances, we talked about Carlos Beltran earlier. This is going back. I still will not forgive Carlos Beltran for not swinging the bat in 2006. Oof. I will not forgive. Will will not forgive, will not forget. Till the day you die. Might be sooner than you think, Carlos. Don't worry. Also, we got the twins and the Padres. We got twins, Padres. The Padres have kind of hit a skid, too, recently. They haven't been playing good ball. They lost two of three to the Tigers. The twins lost, I think, two games to the Brewers. And... Still in first place in the Central, and that's just because no one else wants to win the Central. The White Sox keep giving it away. But uh, you got the Twins, you got the Padres. Two teams I would expect patch up until Tuesday to be fairly active. I agree. The Padres are another team that can possibly land Juan Soto. You know, I, I kept hearing that, like, they're the front runner. Then I heard the Cardinals are the front runner. And I'm just imagining that 3-4-5 of Soto, or 2-3-4 of a Soto, Tatis, Manny Machado. And I'm like, oh, oh my God. Uh, for Oof. the Twins, I think they need another starter. So someone like Luis Castillo from the Reds would be a nice fit. I don't know if the Cubs are going to trade Kyle Hendricks, but that's a name I would look at if I were them. But they're going to have heavy competition. There's a lot of teams who are going to look for a starting pitcher. Starting pitching. The Yankees are in that market. The Cardinals are in that market. Maybe the Brewers are in the starters market too. Uh, You know, I think there's a lot of teams you can look at and say, we're going to get there. So until then, for Lawrence. Wait a second, something happened? We, we, we still got the Met game. You, you wanted to cover this once it was we done. We do, we are. What, what, what's happening with the Met game? Okay, so you got to help me out with my players. I got everything still. Number 10. Uh, number who? Oh, Escobar. At, at, oh, did they let Eddie Escobar get hot again? Yep, double to, uh, double to left. Oh, don't let first, Eddie Escobar get hot. First, I've been very first, critical. I've been First very pitch. critical of Eduardo Escobar this year. He has not hit much, but he homered last night. Big hit here. Now you got to move him to third. Mr. Matt and Mrs. Matt are dancing. Uh, you know, I hope Noah Syndergaard is not watching that. He has a deep disdain for Mr. Matt and a true love for Mrs. Matt. Dude, dude, dude. Who's up now? Nitto? All right, Buck. I- this is me talking directly through to Buck Showalter through the podcast. I am just a moron with a podcast, but I would have Nito bunt. Nito bunted on the first pitch, one foul. That that's what I'm talking about. That, that this is this is what I'm talking about. This is knowledge. I, I bunt 
I need you to drop. Oh, this what button. a bunt! Perfect bunt. Okay, so so now you have two options. You have three options here, actually, if you're the Mets or the Yankees. One option the Yankees could do is they could walk Brandon Nemo infield in. Uh, you got to play infield. Outfield's probably in a little bit too. Infielders play Safe. as far as they can throw it. Nitto got an infield hit. Now you got Starling Marte off. Do you, do you send Nitto to second? Do you have him steal to get rid of the double play possibility? They may give you second base here. So that's an interesting play because if they they may not throw down, Bar could try to steal a run too. So that's a very interesting call because even if Nimmo gets into the rundown, I'd 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 be I'd be leery of sending Nimmo. He hasn't run much this year. But you do have Marte. Who now is the infield I, in, or is it just corners in? The, no, the infield was in. Oh, Subway Series, thirteen walk-off wins in regular and postseason. Mets have eight. Yankees have five. The Mets have won. I think it's four, five of the last seven, something like that. They've played well. Well, it was weird. ESPN was talking about the Subway Series today, and it dated back to nineteen ninety-seven when you know interleague play started. Yeah, for the first interleague game, uh, first interleague series, Dave Malicki threw a shutout. The first game was at Yankee Stadium. Back then, you know, the Mets Yankees rivalry was up there. You know. All right, we got Marte up the first and third, one out, bottom of the ninth. I also have to say this ESPN does a great job with a lot of things. There's their baseball broadcast stink. <laughs> I agree with that a little bit. It depends. It all depends who they have calling the game. Yeah, I'm not a big Carl Ravitch per fan. Base hit, Mets win. Oh, Marte, you starlings in the spotlight. Oh, oh, baby. It's a That's Marte parte. And that, that, you know what? You know what? No, I, 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 we're, we're going to go. We're going to go. This was a sweep of a Subway series. And, 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 and I love you, Dan. I have a lot of love for Dan. Bill, uh, Bill, you can kiss my ass. The Mets <laughs> win the sub, swept the Subway Series. Uh, you know, it's a great night. The, the Kings of Queens. Oh, baby. Uh, the, the, the Death Star has just blown up in New York. Oh, my God. It has blown up. Uh Danny Boy and Bill are probably weeping in tears and sadness. And then Old Ops Guy, wherever he's doing right now with the family, I'm sure he's smiling wherever he is. Just for everyone to know this, the Mets now go up another game on the Atlanta Braves who lost to the Phillies, and they sweep the New York Yankees. And this is a very joyous occasion, and I know we are audio but you can't wipe this damn smile from my face. Pete Alonzo's the best player in New York. Max Scherzer might be the best pitcher in New York. Igor Shesterkin's the best goaltender in New York. The Knicks are irrelevant, so they don't matter. Oh, baby, the Mets are going to go in October. Oh, we're going to have fun. Uh, and the best part is Mr. Met is sweeping the field right now. Oh, that's pretty sweep right there. That's pretty sweet, baby. Wonderful night. I hope everyone has a wonderful... You know what? I feel like Oprah when she does that. <laughs> you get a car. You get a car. You get a everyone car. Everyone gets a car. Gets a no, car. everyone in the world who is rooting for the New York Mets tonight, right now, 
I want this to be our moment. Not our moment of glory, because I do have higher expectations. But this is the moment where you say, you know what? Screw it. This is the great, this is the best day the Mets have had in 2022. They swept the New York Yankees. Jacob DeGrom's on the horizon. You have a front office that's probably going to do something at the trading deadline. And best of all, Bill Murphy, kiss my ass. <laughs> and let's go, Mets. From uh, Lawrence Patchman Lang. I am Mike Griffin. You've been listening to Batter Up, part of the Sports Insanity Podcast on the Sports Insanity Network. Check out this podcast and wherever you get your podcast. Check out this podcast and all other network podcasts on Anchor or wherever you get your podcast. Check out vlogs, blogs, planes, trains, and automobiles at www.thesportsinsanitynetwork.com. And go to www.onlyfans.com backslash Nathan Moser for content you really do not want to see. But until next week, namaste. Namaste. And say goodnight to your mama because your mama loves you. Let's go Mets.